All right, hello everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. It's Josh and Jeremy again today. We're talking about Royal Rumble in 2023 edition. So this was like a weird one. Like honestly, out of the Royal Rumbles are concerned, and it just shows like how much they love Roman Reigns. It's pretty much like Roman Reigns main events again. But like, uh, it was weird how they started off the Royal Rumble, which is usually the main event for most of the time. Like, I think the, far back as I remember, like most of them are usually the main events that it opened the show. <laughs> so that was very weird to me, knowing that they opened the show with that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, with them only having five matches on the card, what else were they, were they going to start off with Bray Wyatt or Bianca Belair or Rhea, you know, the women's Royal Rumble match? I mean, well, it's kind of like... most of the time, usually, it they, starts off with the women, so that's why I was like, I was surprised, you know, that it was the men's this time, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to have it, like, be the last match. Turns out that it didn't kind of made sense why they didn't too because of everything that happened well yeah so with how it ends it. we'll talk about it at the end yeah. but yeah it's so pretty much there wasn't a whole lot of surprises in the rumble but unlike who they put in the rumble this time was mostly a little a lot of like uh dudes that made sense why they were in the rumble like storyline wise like drew mcintyre and sheamus and and then there was Gunther that was like number one, and then who was number two? Was it Seth? It was Sheamus. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So like I couldn't remember who was uh, number two, but <laughs> and it made sense for them to do that too because they've been feuding over the IC belt for a while. So like, the one thing I did like about the whole thing though was, and we'll talk about it, but Brock Lesnar came in at twelve. But he was actually eliminated fairly quick. I think he was only in the match for two minutes and twenty eight seconds. Yeah, because he only he eliminated three people, but he got eliminated by Bobby Lashley. So And it made sense because it looks like they're trying to build up Roman versus or Brock versus uh Bobby Lashley again. Yeah, and of course the Miz, you know, he came in number three, but he was eliminated first by Sheamus. Four minutes in. Which, I mean, it seems like more so now that the Mist is more like a joke character. It seems like. Oh, I know, yeah. And then Kofi Kingston, who came in at number four, I think they were planning on him being in longer, but I think the the spot failed. Um, yeah, like and that's why he they was meant to land on the chair there. and not fall, but I think because the chair fell over, they couldn't back away from it. Oh, okay. Well, that so, was in there. I was like, technically, the one didn't fall on the floor. The chair was on the floor, but his foot didn't touch the ground. So that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't. Yeah, know. but I think one of his feet did. I don't know if both. Well, you know, know obviously both didn't because did, one was like, in the it, ground. But uh, it looked like his foot was resting on top of the chair. So that's why I was like, oh, well, I wonder how one of his feet were. All you have to do is touch one foot, though. I mean, so, so I mean. But again, you know, it played out through the story that they obviously he got eliminated because he wasn't in it the rest of the match. 
So we were questioning that whether or not that was like a play because when we talk it about the like women's a match too, so there was like it was that, and then there was uh, a Dom came out like at I think it was like number ten or eleven or something like that. I knew Dominic it was in the came tens. out at number eighteen. Oh, it was eighteen. The one that okay. didn't make sense though, and Ray. because it was Ray Mysterio. He was number 17, but never came out, but they never replaced him. So I'm like, I guess that just doesn't count Which as anything. I, I always I, hate when they do that. It's like, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to build up the feud before, between Dom and Ray. So we're just going to show him like he's beat him up and then took his mask. And I was like, okay, like that needed to happen. But I mean... That's what I'm saying. Most of the people that they chose, like, in the Rumble was, like, cool because it was, like, Santos Escobar, a bunch of, like, younger faces that were in it. I think the only one that I didn't care for but actually had one of the better spots in the match was Logan Paul with Ricochet. But um, I don't understand the fascination with this dude right now. I mean, I noticed that I understand that he's a decent wrestler, but it's like, I just saw that, I guess his energy drink, the UFC made it the official drink of the UFC now. So it's like, what the hell's going on? I, I, I don't understand. He's making deals everywhere, man. But I just don't get it though. Wasn't he the one, who's the one that did the thing in the forest? He Was it did. his brother or he him? He did it. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, that obviously didn't and hurt him. And then he's him. been getting sued. I think he's getting sued from people that bought his crypto zoo thing. Like, uh, I think that was the last thing that I saw was that, like, it was supposed to be like a crypto thing where, like, you played a game to get crypto, but then they never really paid the guys that did the game. So the, the whole crypto folded because of that. So then they were saying that supposedly the people that paid for the crypto are trying to sue. That's what it looked like that I saw. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would say the only two surprises settle. or what you would call surprises in the Royal Rumble for the men yeah, and I was, like, was I... Logan Paul and Booker T. Yeah. Everybody else was just wasn't a surprise at all. Well, I mean, I mean it wasn't so really I was a actually surprise. kind of surprised by that. It was just kind that. of cool because they picked somewhat different people than they usually pick that's kind of the main thing for me oh no i get yeah. that but i think that's just because they weren't available it's oh, like you yeah. know if randy orton wasn't hurt he would have been in it yeah i know he's been you out know? for a while too yeah and then you know some of these other john cena if he was wrestling would have been in it and then they put the rock if he would have shown up probably would have been in it yeah and I mean, he so, probably won it instead of cody yeah, so I mean, which I mean, I, I just, think it made sense for Cody to win anyway. There, um, they were. But it was a good. I mean, overall, a good Royal Rumble. I don't get the. I still don't get the fascination with Dominic. Yeah, I think they're just playing it up like a heel for Dom to go. It was funny that somebody was saying that hopefully, if like Rhea beats Charlotte, that they should do a Miss Elizabeth thing. Where Rhea puts like Dominic up on his uh, up on her shoulders, and I would like to see that. I think that would be hilarious. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it would be funny. 
So, yeah, yeah I don't like think it, it would happen. It was one of the better Royal Rumbles, especially over last year's. Last year's was pretty trash. So, like, it was one thing for that, too. Like, I just uh, expected, like, the person that won should have won, mainly. You know, the only thing I don't like and I'm kind of getting tired of is the person coming in at number 30 keeps winning. They need to, like, switch it up and have this person come in number 22. That's at least what I liked about, well, I won't spoil it yet, but the women's Royal Rumble is it wasn't number 30 that won it um, in that one. But I think the last, I don't know how many Royal Rumbles now, the person that comes in at number 30 is normally the one that's going to win it, which I just yeah, think I is think, stupid. I think it was like number 28 was the more most uh, win, like uh, however many people won from that position. But, I mean, it was just weird how he said that he was coming back and then he came back at number 30. I was just like, uh, of all spots. So Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, really? I mean... We could have come in at number 20 and they could have booked it properly. Uh, I kind of like what they're doing, though. Like, that fucking shit with Paul Heyman where he said that shit. And then he was like, oh, if we're going to shoot off to hip, we're going to shoot off to hip. And then he goes off. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he says that he's my favorite son, but Roman Reigns would <laughs> be the son that I would choose. I'm like, yeah, they the did that, up. though, because Sammy is so over right now that he's like, taking away the focus from Cody versus Roman like and and I don't understand like I've been reading articles and I know well I won't spoil it but we'll talk about it in a little bit but I've been reading articles that, that the belief is that Sammy's not main event uh, material yeah That's material I which I just yeah. don't understand because for the last few months he's been main event material to me and the best thing he did was this whole bloodline thing because it um, it showcased him everywhere. And, you know, we already knew he was a good wrestler, but I, I just don't want them to go back to, and it seems like they might, go back to the whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn shtick again, yep. which it's like, okay. It looks like he's going to lose at Elimination Chamber. I don't think he should. What I think should happen is that something comes up where he doesn't want to go for both or he goes for both and then loses because there's what there's elimination chamber. And then there's another pay-per-view after that. Right. See, I honestly think what they should do is Sammy wins this one. And then Roman rematches or something and wins one of them back. I don't think they'll do that, but <clears throat> I think that the loudest pop I've heard in a long time. Yeah. It's been Sammy. Yeah. No, was at the, well, as, as at the, was at the end of the rumble. That was the loudest one I've ever heard. You couldn't even barely hear the announcers talk. Yeah. It's like, no, I guess there isn't one. I guess it's, uh, Damn, there's not a pay-per-view in March, I guess. So, Elimination Chamber is the last one before WrestleMania, I guess. Well, I mean, 
I, I figure that they're doing something like where it's going to be like a fucking Kofi Mania thing or whatever again. Or like what they did with Daniel Bryan a while ago where they had him face Roman uh, before. Well, there's Chamber. rumors. It's like doing the whole Daniel Bryan thing again where it'll be a triple threat at Mania again, depending upon how it goes over. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's the main thing for me. And like, what's it called? I just hope this shit... Okay, the next match was Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a pitch-black match, which usually whenever they say say that it's about a soda, I didn't think it was going to be that great. And it was okay. They made a million dollars off that match, dude. Just a million dollars? Just off of having Mountain Dew on it? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I was reading an article about that. They made a million dollars off of that match. Which that's insane. Uh-huh. Especially Yeah, I mean, it's like crazy. Minutes. But, I mean, that was the dumbest match I've watched. I mean, it's like that's the first match you bring back, bring back Bray Wyatt to do is where he's basically black. Do they have black light? And he paints this weird Yeah, it looks like a demon stuff face on, on his, his face. Body. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, which I don't think and, he probably did all that. I think somebody else. No, I know he it, didn't, but yeah. it was part of the storyline. It's yeah. like you bring him back, and that's his first match back. Is this lame thing? Yeah, it's kind of like, like the stupid. Finn Balor and Sister Abigail thing. That yeah, I mean, happen. and then at the end when uh, Uncle Howdy uh, did, did the, the uh, elbow drop, drop and missed. Yep. I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, the camera couldn't even fix that. <laughs> you know, a lot of times they can, they can, uh, shoot the angle a certain way where it doesn't look like he missed, but that they couldn't because he missed like badly. So, yeah. So like, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I thought it like kind of looked a bit cool, but it was just a glorified squash match for LA night. And that means that it probably should be over with with between those two. And I don't know what exactly. Yeah. Well, the actually the f- next two matches were basically squash matches, really. I mean, the Bray Wyatt match was, and then Bianca Belair basically destroyed Alexa Bliss for the most part. I mean, that match only went seven minutes. Yeah, and then it's Bray like Wyatt's Alexa only went five. Wants some time off or something too. That's what it sounds like they're doing. So, I mean, maybe she's going to get time off and then come back in with Bray or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get this time off crap with these wrestlers. Well, I mean. Especially with the females. It's like they, you you know, Charlotte will take time off because of something. And it's all because they did something to their, you know, their extra parts. And what I mean is, like, Charlotte, I think, has been out twice because she ruptured an implant. I read Zelina Vega, the reason she was out for a while is because she did the same thing. And it's like, uh, well, maybe wrestling, you shouldn't have them. I, I mean, it's, you know, after, especially Charlotte, you've done it twice now. You probably don't need them. You're probably going to bust it again. I mean, so, and then I think she's got dental issues, too, I was reading that charlotte does so who knows what'll happen in terms of the title for her you know yeah, you never coming know. up at wrestlemania like, honestly i think rhea ripley should just take it off of her but i mean well if she does you know it's because charlotte needs time off again because that's the only time she loses yep 
Like that's the sad and part. Then she'll come back and she'll win the title right back. It's just so stupid. Yeah, like that. Anyway, and I like this women's rumble too. The funny thing was, like, I, really well, I like the women's it. rumble better mostly, than the men's, mostly because Rhea and uh, what's it called? Uh huh. Oh yeah, it's that'll be a. Yeah, he was asking about Arrow, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? When and when it was cool how Rhea. Aaron, and we're oh, doing a podcast here. Douche. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's it called? <laughs> Rhea, Rhea, and Liv uh, were starting out first and second, and then they both got uh, lasted the uh, the longest amount in a women's rumble, which I thought was cool. And then there was like, I'm like, what the fuck? Every single women's rumble, they've had Michelle McCool in. It's like, dude, it shows like how much Mark still has pull, or otherwise known as Undertaker. Has well, pull. it was not. I don't think it was that for this one. What I read was it was the fans bitching that she wasn't in it because on Twitter. Um, she kept saying she hadn't gotten a call and I guess fans were bugging WWE about her being in the Royal Rumble. So they made the call the day of Royal Rumble. Okay. Let me say like to me, Michelle McCool sucks. Always has sucks. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that that's what style is that like, she didn't wrestle that long for me to be like, because I think she only wrestled like maybe three or four years. And then she got with Undertaker while they were doing it. So it's like, I mean, I could be wrong because I'm just basing it off of how much TV time she had on the main roster. So she could have been wrestling for longer than that, like in OVW or wherever the fuck she was wrestling before. But I've never, it's kind of like Maurice with me where it was like a model turned wrestler type of thing. Where just I never really care about those people because they don't really give a shit about wrestling. They kind of just did it as an extra profit thing. Yeah, and I can tell you, for this one, there were a few surprises. Well, I don't know if you would call them surprises for the most part, but like B-Fab, she doesn't need to be wrestling. She needs more work. I think that was just an addition to put in there. But, you know, one that's surprising me is Roxanne Perez. I remember watching her uh, near the tail end of Ring of Honor before AEW yeah, bought when him. when she was when she Rock was, C. Uh, Rock C. And she was not as good then. I remember talking about it. You could tell she was young. She's gotten a lot better, and I don't know if it's WWE Performance Center helping her, but... She's a lot better now than she was. Well, I mean, I think then, that Shawn Michaels is a good coach because, I mean, you kind of see he's it. He's got to be. But one nice thing that we saw or that I feel that we saw, and Joe would agree with this if he was on the podcast, was that Dewdrop dropped that name and she's back to Piper Niven now. Yep, and um, thank God for that shit. And then Chelsea Green showed up, which we've been expecting that for a while. And then uh, Nia Jax, which um, I heard it was just for the Rumble, though, which is nice. I don't want her back in WWE, so it sounds like she was just back for that. And because I haven't seen her, she didn't show up on Raw or SmackDown the last week and a half. Thank God for Um, that shit, because I didn't want to see her back. 
Yeah, um, so I'm very movie. happy about that. I was glad when they released her, and I was upset when I saw them bring her back for this, but when I read that it was just for that, then I was fine. Well, um, yeah, like if it's a one-off <laughs> thing, um, it's like, yeah. oh, she comes back, and then she goes against, like, whoever, you know, Bianca Belair versus Nia Jax. Oh, shit, that'd be a shit match. And you can't tell me that certain people love her for her damn fucking wrestling skills because they damn for sure don't. <laughs> like if any no, and the, some the, people that love and, her just because she's a big girl wrestling. And to play off this Royal Rumble match, so during the match, Damage Control came in and they kind of took out a lot of people in the match. So um, I think they took out uh, let's see. I know that they um, took out Becky. Shayna Baszler. They took out Dana Brooke. Dakota Kai took out Emma. Um, they took out Roxanne Perez. Uh, Natalia, I think they took out. Um, Bailey, and then uh, but then the whole Becky Lynch feud started basically after that, and Dakota Kai and Io Sky were eliminated by Becky Lynch, and then. Becky Lynch was eliminated by Bailey. Well, to turn that into what has happened since, so the fallout is they had the steel cage match on Monday night on Raw, and uh, Lita showed up. So um, the talk is that at Elimination Chamber, they haven't set it up yet, but what they're talking next week, Trish Stratus is going to show up. So it's going to be Becky, Trish, and Lita against Damage Control at Elimination Chamber is the talk right now. So um, supposedly Lita's going to be returning for not just that, too. It's like she's going to be wrestling past that. Then the last part with Royal Rumble that I would mention is that Asuka turned to her... I wouldn't, uh, Josh, you can explain it better than me, but it was an older gimmick that she... Essentially, it's like one of her gimmicks when she was in, uh, I think it was in Stardom or New Japan, where it was like a killer clown type thing. I don't know so much about it, but like, you imagine her undefeated streak when she was in NXT, it would get like three times that. Because she was just wrecking everyone because of, and because of the form that she took. So it's more like just brutal kicks, brutal, like everything. Like just like stiff shots everywhere. So I'm very intrigued with the, what they could be doing. I mean, if they were going to do that where it was a reveal for Royal Rumble, though, like it would have been like, oh, then it had to be Asuka, right? I mean, like granted, it would have been cool if like they would have flipped oscar and then had her go against bianca but i mean they could still have her flip and go against bianca too they could still do that yeah. because Rhea won and she's taken on charlotte so there's no talk about who is going to be facing bianca yep that's you know, mostly why i like WrestleMania at this point yeah especially you know, well that's it. coming out of actually that's the elimination chamber match i think for the women is the who's going to face her at, oh uh, yeah WrestleMania, that that, yeah, and then it's like pretty much. Uh, I think Liv Morgan's in that one too, right? In the Elimination Chamber yeah, match, I think she is. Yeah, Carmella is too. 
Which uh, she, like, went she went back to her old gimmick of like, dude, that's not helping you. <laughs> I know that the Mellow is Money thing was working at one point. Yeah, so but- it's Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Oscar, Natalia, and Carmella. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty much. Oh, man. And then uh, the other fallout, obviously, if you watched Royal Rumble, Edge and Beth Phoenix will be facing Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber. The other Elimination Chamber matches for the U.S. title, which is kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, um, because Theory but, and Seth and all Yeah, it's right. Theory, Seth Rollins, Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. See, I thought that Bronson Reed would have been a better pick than Miz in the men's Royal Rumble, but. Well, the way they were pushing him, you would have thought he would have been in it, but he wasn't. That's what. So, but. And then, you know, so that's pretty much that. The only other match was the uh, Roman Reigns match. And this was mostly Um, to finally push Sammy over, essentially. And it's funny, it took like eight minutes once the match got done. It took like eight minutes for the whole Sammy to turn part to happen. I mean, which is good because they were still showing the confliction. I'll be interested to see based on when he hit him with the chair, though, and Jay left. That's where I was saying that that's me, that's pushing towards Jay's gonna turn on Sammy. And that's how Sammy's going to lose to Roman. And then it's going to set up the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sammy at WrestleMania. That's what, And that's why I said I don't want to see that because it's been done, basically. But I think that's where they're going. And I think the smarter path would be for him to take the title off of Roman. And then say... And then... Because Cody, I think, is ultimately going to win. So whoever he's facing at WrestleMania, whoever that is, he's going to win, and he's going to revert the title. And that's why I wonder if they're going to split the titles. Because he's been talking recently, I don't know if you've seen, about about the the Winged Winged Eagle Eagle. title. And he did the same thing with the uh, Intercontinental belt, so it would not shock me if they did that, where he changed the title from the W... To the winged eagle. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind when of... When he cool. wins. Like That's why I think he's going to win. He's ultimately going to win that too, damn thing. Do uh, like an updated look of the winged eagle at least, but... I mean, it's mostly... Yeah, but I mean, it's still... Title it, it may just the, revert back to it, though. Yeah. That's the main thing. Is like doing that it's the same thing, and it would be kind of cool if he was allowed that, and then it was funny, it was like, oh, dude, I'm just spitballing here. That's what I would like to do. Doesn't mean that I would be able to get to do it, but it would be cool. My ass, he wasn't spitballing. He was, uh, you know what Paul Heyman says, where he says, that's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. That's basically what Cody was doing. But, I mean... This all, like, the match was okay. I mean, like, all of the Roman matches are okay, and I'm so tired of seeing him on TV, so hopefully after WrestleMania, he takes some time off and I don't see him for a while. Same with the Usos. Take a fucking vacation. 
Well, it's nuts to me. Like I said, we talk about it every time we're on this podcast. Every match is exactly the same with Roman. It's like, my Lord, can we like change it up a little bit where he doesn't get his ass kicked for like 15 minutes and then he does two moves and it's over with? It almost reminds me of what Jade Cargill does in AEW because it's like she's 50 and 0 right now and that's basically what she does. She gets her ass whooped for like five minutes and then well, she hits, a, she on hits and one then move over. and it's over with. And, and that's it's like the, and she that's did it again last thing. week or the week before. It's like stupid. It's I like mean, cheating. At least Roman's a better wrestler than yeah. Jade Cargill is. And that's the and that's the thing that's different between Roman and MGF is though, is because at least they show like Roman doesn't need his homies to beat people, which MGF needs like other people. Or MJF needs, that's what I'm getting tired of in AEW, to be honest with you. Every time a, uh, somebody has to face MJF, they have to go through this fucking rigmarole. Daniel Bryan's doing it right now where he has to go through all this shit to yeah, even face he him. To, he has to win like all the, and be undefeated until a certain time so he can fight Yeah, him. and CM Punk had to do the same thing, and the person before him, Wardlow, had to do the same shit. And it's like, come on, man. Do something different. You know, just face somebody. I understand you're a heel, but Jesus, come up with a different angle once. It's like Anyways. instead of to just, I don't know, whatever. But, like, that's the main thing for me. And, like, I think they sold this shit well enough, like, in the Roman match, like how they were beating the shit out of Kevin Owens enough, where Sammy was just like, fucking, it's enough, man. It's enough, and then he's like, well, "YouTube." Yeah, I mean, again, he sold it brilliantly, and then again, that pop when he hit him with the chair was the loudest one I've ever heard on TV. I've been, we've been watching this for what since Ross started back in 1993 or whatever it is, maybe even longer than that. But I know for a fact we've been watching it that long, and. I don't think I've ever heard a louder crowd response than that one. Well, and, I mean, it was, and this is even CM counting Punk the Daniel again. Bryan pops. It's, yeah, it's like counting CM Punk's uh, Money in the Bank pop to Daniel Bryan coming out out of a retirement and shit, and like even Edge's like pop for his shit. It's just like you could tell people are going that way, and I mean, like Sami Zayn has a lot of the same type of shit that goes on, like, kind of like Daniel Bryan, so it makes sense. They just never really... Have you seen his they shirt? They just never really did that shit in main roster for him. Like, did you just, see the newest shirt that he's got? Where I, I it says, that it said, the like, Sammy Zane Uso one, and he's got yeah. tape covering up Uso, and it says Zane on yeah. it? Yeah. So it's like... And then... Uh, it's just brilliant, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I think they could have sold it a little bit better, like, afterwards, like his promo or something like that. Like, instead of just coming out there and hitting a chair at Roman and then being like, I just want your title. I should. He, uh, I think he should have mentioned more shit where he was like. Yeah, but that's just, the beginning yeah, of it. He yeah, was basically well, saying, I'd saying, never yeah. wanted anything from you, but I do now. Yeah. And, like, but, I mean, you know. That's just, you haven't, SmackDown's on this week, so you haven't seen, I mean, he may do some more shit this yeah. week, well, but that's what happened on Monday so night was strictly right? because of the Sammy stuff. Sammy's getting so much 
right now that they had to do the Cody thing to make sure that people understood that match was still happening. Which I understand. Or at least a Cody match was still happening. I mean, the problem is with doing that, it makes you seem like Sammy's going to lose. That's what I'm saying. So when, it's like, when they could just do where they split up the titles again and then have him do double duty like they were saying that they wanted him to and then make him lose both matches. And they well, they could still, still do that. That's where I was saying that because he's talking about too, one so. title. Well, Cody's only talking about one title. That's what makes me think that they may still do that. And that's where I said, you know, there's lead up to Elimination Chamber, you know, where they say, you know, Sammy may say he wants to go for, I mean, who says they they have to go for the unified title? He's got two of them. Is there anything saying that he has to? I mean, you know, he may say, I want to go for the blue one or, you know, or the black one, whatever. And then, then, uh. And he could win that one, and it leaves the Roman still the champ for the one. You know what I mean? So, WWE's been smart in the past. I don't know if they'll be smart about this. Because, I mean, they added Daniel Bryan before because of the crowd response. So, if they're smart this time, they're going to do something. Either Sammy's going to lose and going to be added for WrestleMania, or he might win at Elimination Chamber. Who knows? Yeah. So, with all uh, with that all being said, I guess that's the end for the podcast for today. It seemed like a brisker episode than usual, mostly because only yeah, and if it's about the same timing that we've had recently. But you know, if anybody listens to our other podcast, I know we've got another one coming out for Sci-Fi Graveyard where we're going to talk about Welcome to Raccoon City, and then we're going to be doing a Scream Creeps episode. Uh, on the movie Terrifier. So those will be the other, if you guys listen to our other podcasts, if you follow those in addition to this one, those will be coming out in the next week or so. Yep. Uh, uh, Terrifier then, I already watched too. Yeah. In for a good and then check out our website, thehearteofgeek.com, for all of our other content, our yeah, past streams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we've been doing music reviews, album, or like... uh game reviews and all sorts of stuff now so uh, especially now that we just got back from the ship rock cruise so we got to do all sorts of editing and everything for that where we're going through the whole thing we pretty much i pretty much filmed a lot of stuff well we pretty much filmed a lot of shit while i was over there so like it's gonna take a while for jeremy to edit all that stuff and get it up there so if you're interested in ever, like, going to, like, one of the cruises, like, specialty cruises like that, like the Shiprock Cruise, we will have that video eventually. <laughs> yeah, and then we're discussing whether or not we might do the Jericho Cruise next year. We haven't decided that yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a possibility. That's the main thing. And if we do do that one, we're definitely going to cover it. I know that they ended up doing it. Uh, they just got done with it this week. I think, or last week for, uh, yeah, it was this week for four leaf clover. And then he was like, scissor me, Jesus. That's the one thing that made me laugh was scissor me, Jesus. And it was like, only going to happen on the cruise. Huh? So dumb. 
so dumb, but I love the claims right now. It's so funny how they went from like a heated uh, group to organically getting over and then just using fucking their peace sign that they would always do or do the claim thing and just turn it into scissoring. It's fucking hilarious. But, uh, so probably the next, uh, podcast will probably be Elimination Chamber. I don't think there's anything else other than that coming up, right? Nope, nope, because that's oh, what I was actually, looking at. we might um, do the Teddy Hart one in the meantime, maybe. Oh, true. Yeah. Because I forgot about that one. And then maybe mention, I don't know, best of episode matches of the last year. Nothing, like, really, like, stuck out to me too much this year. There's a few matches and stuff, but, like, you couldn't think of, like, ten of each and then great. Yeah, I don't know about ten. I know I know. Yeah. I can think of the one acclaimed versus, uh, yeah, it's like, Swerve, a, yeah, a, that's, like, probably the, one of my top Lee, favorite Keith ones. Lee. And then Gunther and Sheamus. That's pretty much the only things that I remember that I was just like, okay, yeah, that happened that year. But then I could watch a video and then be like, holy fuck, that happened that year? <laughs> yeah so for all that being said we will talk to you guys in the next podcast yep for all of us at Darty Geek we'll see you in the next one have a good night peace and we'll talk later peace